Welcome back to the Saving Canada podcast. I'm your host, Bartholomew Crenshaw. With me, as always, Jack Newsman. And Jack, it looks like all of the anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists have come out warning people about these 15-minute cities being some kind of crazy government conspiracy to monitor and control people and how they can travel. Yeah. What do you think about that? Are these crazy conspiracy theorists getting wild, Jack? I think people are taking notice, and I think they've taken notice that people are taking notice. And all of a sudden, it seems like in the UK, they've just had a massive media release. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a whole bunch of articles written by, let's see, what do we got? The Times, Wired UK, Road.cc, The Herald, The Guardian. They all have the same headlines. Here, Here's what. Okay, so here's the first one. Times Earth. What are 15-minute cities, and why are anti-vaxxers so angry about them? So so first off, everybody now who doesn't like 15-minute cities is an anti-vaxxer, of course, uh, and also, I'm sure, a right-wing extremist. So they say conspiracy theorists claim that attempts to make urban areas more walkable are part <laughs> of a global plan to suppress civil liberties. Oh, is that what they're doing? They're making urban areas more walkable. That's the first time I've heard them say that. It's like they had to to make them more walkable. (laughs) They're like, how do we, what's another word for less drivable? (laughs) Yeah. Walkable. That's what I mean. Yeah. You will have, you know, you don't have to drive as much and you can grocery shop closer. I haven't heard more walkable yet. That's Uh, funny. Also not like you won't have to. It's like, no, you, you're not allowed not to. You must walk. You must get everything within the 15 minute cities. And if you don't, you're only allowed to exit the 15 minute city however many times in a year. And th- this is not me making this up. This is like the, what they're doing in Oxford. Like this is the, what the they'd like government. To yeah. They're, it was written into the plan. Well, yeah, exactly. It's what at. they'd like to have happen. Yeah, well, yeah. And they put in all the monitoring systems and everything like that. Unfortunately, the people over in England have like savagely vandalized most of them <laughs> <laughs> as we knew would happen. And we called in advance. So, and here's the times. What are 15-minute cities and why are anti-vaxxers so angry about it? Oh, here's Wired UK. Conspiracy theorists are coming for the 15-minute city. Road.cc. <laughs> why is the 15-minute city attracting so many conspiracy theories? The Herald. 15-minute neighborhood conspiracy theories are easy to mock. The Guardian. In praise of the 15-minute city, the mundane planning theory, terrifying conspiracists. Oh, mundane. Don't you're, You won't even be interested in this, guys. Don't even, it's mundane. It's just a planning theory. Don't even worry your little heads about it. What's Thanks. just so sh- so shocking to me is that they still have the gall to think they can call people conspiracy theorists and that people won't question that. Oh, Knowing yeah. what we know now with everything coming out, I think people have probably started catching on that the conspiracy theorists were actually right about like everything for the most part. Conspiracy <laughs> theorists are just people who read the documents that the government writes. <laughs> yeah. Like... Everybody else is just clueless. <laughs> what was it? Connect the dots specialist. Yeah, connect that's the dots specialist. Yeah, that's what... uh, yeah so, I'm actually kidding. Yeah, exactly. So there you have it. All of the newspapers are now having to deal with the fact that people are telling everybody these 15-minute cities are to control every aspect of their lives, how they travel, how they move about, what they watch everywhere you go. And it's written right into the plan that you're not allowed to leave your 15-minute city zone more than X amount of times in a year. So I think it was like 100 or something like that. So if you work outside of your 15-minute city, you're going to have to quit your job. That, that's what the politicians think anyway. Like, that it's, it's what they're trying to design. Or you get taxed more or something if you're over the days or something crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Essentially, it would be well. You have to pay. The yeah, so you got to rob the rob you now. Yeah, so either <laughs> you can't go, or if you can go, they're gonna just rob you and tax you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, it is as bad as everybody says. So, listen to your neighborhood conspiracy theorists, guys. Sounds like they're actually reading what the government. Well, yeah, because and the fact that they have to do big like press release kind of what or, or like media blast just shows that people must be pushing back and talking, and we know they are because we've been show, showing it. Yeah, right. like we've shown massive demonstrations about it just the last like few episodes or whatever. So they're trying to put a lid on it, but that you, you, what you said earlier, Bart, actually is, is important. I think is that it, it kind of 
it's sh- it's showing their hand. It's showing that it's coordinated. So anybody that notices that, it's like, hmm. Yeah. That's what everyone was talking about. Yeah, their next articles are going to have to be, why are conspiracy theorists telling you the media is lying to you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if they write that article. So anyway, uh, speaking of the media, we got Joe Rogan on the podcast. Well, his video anyway. We're uh, probably a few more hundred subscribers and we can call him up and get him on here for an interview. But uh, let's uh, let's check out what Joe Rogan's saying, talking about Woody Harrelson. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that Another immediately after Woody Harrelson had that monologue on SNL, where he's joking around about a drug company forcing you to take their drug, right after it, the next day, there's all these hit pieces, mm-hmm. like like they were timed, like there's a hit, hit piece in Vox, there's a hit piece in Vanity Fair, there's a hit piece calling him an anti-vaxxer and a stoner. And he a, sucked on cheers. In this <laughs> conspiracy theories. He's pushing conspiracy theories. No, he's, no, 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 no. That's not what he's doing. He's, make, he's a joke monologue on SNL about something that makes people laugh mm-hmm. because you can kind of make a weird comparison to those two. That's the only reason why the joke works. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so Joe Rogan's saying basically, yeah, uh, people laugh at Woody Harrelson's, quote, joke. Uh, because it's exactly what was happening. And, so if it didn't make sense, people would be like, what? They'd be confused. Yeah. People, no, everyone knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's now very obvious. A couple and if of you didn't later, and you heard that, you might immediately then realize what he's talking about, right? Yeah. So they go on talking about the Biden admin now is slowly admitting COVID originated in a lab. And I got some thoughts about this but let's check out what joe rogan's saying first speaking of which they finally announced three years later that it was a lab leak out of wuhan the uh, wall street yeah. journal Everyone knew that crazy new york times too yeah, yeah. crazy yeah Af- duh after we knew that yeah well it's the a testament for- said it, which is a little weird it's weird you know what it's like it's like they're leaking it out slowly so that it's not something that they can never say they figured out like if they if they deny it, deny it, deny it, and then it gets to this overwhelming part where everybody realizes it came out of there, then it looks horrible. So you just have to like slowly do it. All right, so we'll pause it there. Uh, see, Jack, we were talking about this before the show. I I don't think that's necessarily what they're doing. It's a little. It's part of what they're doing. Um, now with everybody talking about this lab leak theory actually being true. Uh, the lab leak theory is not true. The lab leak theory is that they were working on gain-of-function virus in the Wuhan lab, and it accidentally escaped. And to me, they want that to be the explanation that everybody's like, oh, finally they admitted the truth. Yeah, we know. It, it got out of the Wuhan lab. And yeah, it's people, over. People shouldn't yeah, have been messing with viruses, obviously. But, you know, accidents happen. No, <laughs> this is... This is World War III. They they have attacked everybody yeah. using well, then the, multiple weapons. The, well, the politicians could, in theory, come out and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to tighten the rules now that we know that that was a lab leak, yada, 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 nothing gets done. Yeah, they're trying to brush it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm really thinking that there's a lot of people like the Republican side, too, that is um, they're they're like bulldogs on this lab leak theory. They want to prove that this virus accidentally escaped from the Wuhan lab. So that that's what people accept. They don't want to accept that the Department of National Defense, the United States of America, has been planning this attack for a decade or more. And they perpetrated it with all of the legalities and everything put in place. So that they could perpetrate this attack on not only the American public, but the public of the whole world. And their primary weapon has been the vaccines. Not yeah. not whatever they were developing. Well, I mean, I think they were developing lots of stuff to do with the vaccines in the Wuhan lab. And uh, we know that the nanotech expert, uh, Charles Lieber from Harvard, was working at the Wuhan lab. Well, why would you need a nanotech expert working over at the Wuhan yeah, lab? Yeah, under the table. Yeah, over at the Wuhan lab. Yeah, yeah. working on gain-of-function viruses. Right, so that doesn't make sense. And then remember, remember Epstein had a he had an office space at Harvard too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite the establishment. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, after Epstein's conviction for all the stuff he did, Harvard he still kept it that office <laughs> for him. Uh, so anyway, but they canceled plenty of other people from Harvard. So anyhow, but the big news is that yes, this is all out in the public. Everybody's looking at the Wuhan lab. Okay, and the globalists can't want that because the stuff that was going on in the Wuhan lab is way bigger than what people think. And yeah, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to do what they did with Epstein. Like, because with Epstein, it's way worse. What they did is they like released a Netflix documentary, and it's like, oh, he's bad. You know, he molested girls, and he's doing this. But like, they they're they're trying to do that with this. Is they'd like it to just stay at this level. They don't want anyone to go deeper, even though they're fully aware that there's tons of us that are fully aware of what's actually gone on. Yeah, the Trudeau oh. and uh, what Biden and Obama and like everybody has been funding that lab. Yeah, and all these meetings they've been going to, and it's like it's no wonder. You know whether trump's with them or not no wonder he was against all these like organizations and stuff i didn't really get it at the time he's like why are we funding nato why are we doing this why are we doing that it's like i get it now yeah it's like if you knew who you were funding yeah like why are we dealing with these people yeah right yeah but, but it, it's so out there i mean even Aaron o'toole during a campaign thing uh was writing about how justin trudeau was basically selling canadian bio warfare secrets over to china for out of the winnipeg lab aaron o'toole was talking about that in in, in an ad yeah so Way back. yeah yeah so this stuff is all in the open and yeah it's got trudeau written all over it now speaking of terrible leaders celebrate people chicago mayor, mayor Lori lightfoot blames election loss on racism and gender so she was elected for her talent <laughs> But the people who were too racist to keep her, I guess. Yeah. So, but anyway. According to her. <laughs> yeah. Of course you would say something like that. This is this is one of the worst. This is probably the worst mayor, actually, in all of the United States. Ever since the Black Lives Matter process and everything, Chicago fell into just murder all over the city. And she would do nothing about it. She actually stopped taking questions from white people, or white journalists. She wouldn't take questions yeah. from. Uh, so <laughs> this is one of the worst people. That has existed in the United States. But we have been saying all these globalists aren't getting it's looking like their positions aren't permanent. Uh, you, no matter how much they've done for the globalists, things are turning against them. And yeah. Lori Lightfoot is just the most recent example. But obviously, Jacinda Ardern having to resign, all these kind of things are coming fast and furious. And it's the big names and the big faces of the globalist alliance to destroy the countries. Uh, all of our countries and um you know people in alberta falling uh as well uh people resigning in liberal circles next true north news is doing some news about is this the end for justin trudeau because this chinese election interference is blowing up pretty big of all the stuff that trudeau has done this is like the least surprising uh taking chinese money um but when people talk about like uh when people talk about Russia and China and their plans, like, are they are they going to invade us? Are they going to attack us? Like, are they going to war against us and all this? I think the Chinese are already, they already own Trudeau and Biden. These guys are caught taking money from the Chinese. Yeah. So, like, the enemy's already inside the gates. Well, they're dealing with them behind our back. Yeah. Yeah. So they're already there. Yeah. Like, our countries aren't being destroyed by accident. For sure. And this is China's version of warfare as well as the globalists. So China doesn't have to invade Canada as long as Trudeau's willing to just destroy it. For well, and if they're beating us economically, then they don't, then that's probably good too, right? Well, and our, our militaries run? are being dismantled, right? Yeah. Isn't that what China wants? Maybe. Uh, I don't see why, they would, why they'd want us to have large militaries, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's certainly on the list of their wish list. So so Trudeau and Biden are taking plenty care of dismantling our militaries and our nation's economies, which is good for China. And China just so happens to have given both of our leaders in the U.S. and Canada lots of money. So let's take a look here at the True North News video on this on Justin Trudeau to move forward on an inquiry. Despite all of that, despite all of the pressure coming from his own team, the NDP, Despite the pressure coming from legacy media outlets, journalists, and former CSIS directors all calling on the government to open an inquiry, and despite the fact that 
Members inside CSIS are so concerned about Justin Trudeau's lack of action when it comes to election interference that they are now in full revolt against the Prime Minister and leaking everything to the Globe and Mail. Despite all of that, the Prime Minister remains defiant. He refuses to call an inquiry. If you have nothing to hide, then what's the problem? How will your, how will your government respond to that request? I think one of the most important things to remember is we have an awful lot of mechanisms that are underway right now around uh, determining what kind of foreign interference has happened, is continuing to happen, and demonstrating the tools we have. Right now, as we're speaking, our parliamentary committee is hearing directly from uh, national security experts uh, and officials as to the work that they've been doing over the past many years to counter ongoing uh, interference. Because on Wednesday, Justin Trudeau's national security advisor, Jody Thomas, who many of you remember from the Emergencies Act inquiry, told MPs that Justin Trudeau had been briefed multiple times about election interference in 2019 and 2021. How many times was the Prime Minister briefed about Beijing's interference in the 2019 and 2021 elections? Uh, the Prime Minister would have been briefed on foreign interference in the elections multiple times between 2019 and 2021 and 2022. Uh, we will endeavour to get you those dates. Can you, so you will undertake to provide the dates and the agencies and those involved in briefing the Prime Minister? We will uh, endeavour to get the dates for Every you instance that he was briefed in respect of Beijing's election interference. I will do my best, but again, I was not in this job at the time. Briefed multiple times, eh? Well, that doesn't jive too well with what Justin Trudeau was telling reporters back in November about never being briefed about candidates receiving money from China. But let me be clear. I do not have any information, nor have I been briefed, on any federal candidates receiving any money from China. Oh, he's never been briefed. Okay, I'll pause it there. So, he's got his girlfriend with him there. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, Trudeau is talking, like, earlier on in that video. That was a, it, the whole video is great. That was by Harrison Fox. It looked like he was going to barf Trudeau two times. He doesn't look like he's doing good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the walls are probably... Looking like they're closing in on him pretty bad, uh, I would say, especially if CSIS is going around Justin Trudeau to the Globe and Mail. Now, yeah. it makes me ask an awful lot of questions, like yeah. CSIS being like deep state operatives and the Globe and Mail definitely also being operatives of the globalists. Well, here's the thing. Like, he's he's becoming, like, even for them, he's bad news because people, like, know know what he's done and know all this stuff and just don't like him. So people yeah. are actively working to get rid of him on their side too, I think. And, I, you know, they're going to try and put their next guy in and whether they think that's going to be Peter Polyev or whomever, whatever their next plan is, not going to deal with him. And we're seeing what's happening to the rest of them. Yeah. They're, they're either getting forced out, they're losing, or they're getting fired. Yeah, so it it's is a matter of time. So interesting, isn't it? It's like the deep state has turned on Trudeau, Biden, and Ardern all at the same time. Yeah, well, because they're useless to them now because people hate them. Yeah, and that isn't that what we've been saying on the show. Yeah, they are. I think it was like last episode. I said he's useless to his party because he can't get elected. Oh, I was talking about Rishi Sunak. Why would they keep Rishi Sunak around? He clearly can't win an election for his party. The same problem. It's the same problem they all yeah. have. Yeah, because as soon as they're exposed, as soon as you know the forum, people turn on them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting that this has come around. But, yeah, it's looking like deep state going against all these leaders all at the same time. So very interesting developments there. I'm sure a million theories can be made about it. Uh, certainly looking forward to some of the ones below in the comments. So, yeah, speaking of things falling apart for the Bidens, uh, and it seems, I don't know if it's related or not, but this is, again, interesting timing. Hunter Biden's criminal defense lawyer has just quit on him. I, doesn't it seem like everybody's quitting on these criminals? Check well, because I think it's, it's unwinnable, right? Yeah. It's like, there's no way. Like, and if you're with them... These guys are going to be exposed for all the all the heinous, you know, heinous things they've done. 
And yeah. so it's like, if you're with them, everyone's going to be like, well, he must be part of it too. Yeah. People are just cutting and running. Yeah. When, ha- when half the world knows they're guilty of like genocide, mass murder, uh, infanticide, like all these things. Holy crap. Uh, uh, I would say, yeah, deep state should turn on him. But here's Hunter Biden getting turned on. Fox News alert. Hunter's criminal defense attorney, Josh Levy, has suddenly just quit. He's jumping ship just as House Republicans are preparing to ramp up their investigations into Hunter. Now, it looks like Hunter's pricey legal team is beginning to crack. According to leaks, Hunter's sugar brother, Kevin Morris, you know, the guy who paid off $2 million in Hunter's back taxes, has been clashing with Levy. And Hunter's sugar brother went out looking for a plan B. So they brought in the big guns, the attorney Democrats run to when they're in deep doo-doo, Abe Lowell, whose first order of business was firing off a blizzard of frivolous legal threats to everybody. But Levy, the guy who just quit, thought thought was a terrible idea, and he warned Hunter it would be a PR stunt, which it came off as. But Hunter and his sugar brother didn't listen to him. They're sticking together. Sugar brothers stick together. And they told him to take a hike, and he's out. Now, say what you want about lawyers, but they're not dumb. And they know when to get out if they're going to lose the case. Man, okay, so that's interesting. So his longtime lawyer quit on him. For bringing in this other lawyer, I guess. Um, I guess so. I don't know. Interesting though. It is interesting. Uh, like I, I don't know what's going to happen. The, the thing is, like as Hunter Biden gets investigated, Joe Biden is wrapped into every single thing he does. Hunter Biden didn't do a single thing by himself. He's just a bag man for Joe. So, yep. uh, I don't know. That that'd be a good reason to leave if you're a lawyer too. It's like if I if I'm wrapped up in this stuff, I'm wrapped up in Joe Biden cases. The whole yeah. thing stinks, right? And Joe Biden's wrapped up in some yeah, like crazy stuff. He's wrapped up in some Zelensky stuff. Zelensky now is saying Speaking that Speaking of crazy. Yeah, now Zelensky yeah. is saying that Americans are going to have to send their children <laughs> to go over and fight and die in Ukraine. This is wild. Check it out. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Yeah, so Zelensky, his entire country, I was just uh, listening to... um, Colonel Douglas, Douglas McGregor talked about it. The whole country is just a wasteland. Like they've just all, all their soldiers are gone. They've been wiped out. Like uh, Bakhmut, the, that battle was just a meat grinder for Ukrainians. I think Russia lost one soldier for every eight they lost, or something there. And uh, so Zelensky is basically saying, "Well, the U- United States and NATO has to come in. Yeah, and they're going to come to our rescue or whatever." But. He, <laughs> The once the money's out of there, like once the money's been laundered and sent back to the people it's supposed to go to, the Ukraine's getting abandoned. Yeah, like who? Well, just like these politicians are getting abandoned. Yeah, yeah, because because either it goes gangrene, they have to cut it off, or like, and this is a huge cash cow. Yeah. Plus, they're probably covering up all kinds of stuff there, right? Like if they had a lab there or something, like they're probably blowing it up, disassembling it, and like, who knows, right? Yeah. Covering yeah. their tracks because they clearly were trying to slow down Russia. Because yeah, if, if NATO wasn't involved, Russia would have probably taken that over as quickly as they originally thought. The yeah. only reason this has been prolonged is because of yeah, because of these globalist you know fucks really washing yeah. their money through it. Poland's already like doing the surveys of the northwestern part of Ukraine to take it over, and yeah, uh, yeah it, the whole country is pretty much not going to exist anymore. Is what it looks like. I mean, that's what Douglas McGregor was saying. I tend to agree with him. Um, but yeah, Russia's not going to be able to end this war unless they go take Kiev. I don't think, because America looks like they're still not letting anybody negotiate any kind of peace. But the right-wing extremists of the world are calling for that. Everybody's sick of this war, just like we showed in our last episode. It is turning into the least popular war since Vietnam. Um, nobody backs 
Ukraine, really, that's in the general public, in the um, politically active public, I should say. The people who just read headlines, they're still supporting Ukraine. But the Ukraine flags are off everybody's bios. We'll leave it at that. So here's Viktor Orban of Hungary talking about the destruction that this war is bringing to Europe. So we'll check that out. It's one year since Russia attacked Ukraine. This war is not taking place at an inconceivable distance from us. This war is taking place neighboring us, and it's taking its toll on everyone. It's bad for Ukrainians. It's bad for Russians, for Hungarians. It is bad for Europe. And it's becoming clear it's bad for the whole world. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and an unimaginable amount of assets is being destroyed. The Hungarian government looks on with grave concern as step by step the whole of Europe is drifting into war. European countries are already sending tanks, fighter jets are already on the agenda. And if this continues, there will be those who want to send troops to Ukraine. Last April, Hungarians decided that Hungary should stay out of the war and they confirmed This is in the national interest consultation at the end of last year. This is why we're not supplying weapons and why the Hungarian government remains on the side of peace. We want the war to end as soon as possible because we believe that in this war, no one can win. So that's what Orban has to say. I think that's reasonable. Doesn't that sound like what Pierre Polyev should have said? That's exactly what I was about to say. That's what people should be saying. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, we got Pierre Polyev cheering on the war and wanting to send whatever over to Ukraine, it looks like. So, yeah, if you want to know what I'm talking about, just check out his Twitter or earlier episodes. But, yeah, Polyev has demonized Russia from the start, made no uh, mention of all the ways that NATO pushed Russia into having to go into Ukraine. Yeah. And the entire history there of uh, they, they were preparing to fight with Russia, and Russia knew yeah. that. Well, no calls for peace. It's just always calls to defend Ukraine from Russia. Yeah, we got to fight. we got to fight. we got to fight. And and, yeah. and Zelensky outlawed talking about peace. Actually, he first was talking about peace, and then Boris Johnson took a personal trip from England over to Ukraine to tell Zelensky he's not allowed to end the war. And, uh, and then... After that, Zelensky outlawed talking about peace in Ukraine and got rid of all his opposition parties and everything else. So we've got another based Romanian MEP. Uh, this guy, Termes, is, or Terhes, is, yeah. he's constantly saying great things. So uh, let's see what he's got to say about the European Union and the biggest corruption cover up. In EU history, their colleagues, clearly, you are witnessing right now the biggest corruption cover-up in the history of the European Union. It is obvious that some political groups of this Parliament want to defend and cover the abuses of the European Commission, but we should not ignore that us as MEP are accountable to the people, not to Ursula von der Leyen. For a fact, we should be account- she should be accountable to us. But this committee and the European Parliament pulled all the strings, so she would not come and answer questions here in this committee. Regarding this report, it does not cover major aspects revealed in this committee. First, the report does not talk about the fact that the contracts were not fully shown to the members of this committee. Also, the report does not talk about the scandal related to the text messages between Ursula von der Leyen and Albert Borla. Second, the report talks about these injections as being so-called safe and effective. But the Pfizer representative stated in this committee that they haven't tested their injections if, it's, if they are stopping the transmission of the virus. Who supports any more such a baseless statement about these injections? Third, the report states that, and I quote, nothing was known about the SARS-CoV-2 and the uh, disease caused by this new virus, including nothing about the genetic sequence, end quote. This statement is false. In the document submitted to Emma by Moderna, for example, to receive authorizations. They submitted studies of their vaccines conducted prior to 2019. Actually, they submitted documents showing that they tested their vaccines since 2016. 
Also, Pfizer and BioNTech started the tests of their vaccines three days after the genetic sequence was made public. How is that possible? The first genetic sequence was made public on January 11th, 2020, and they started the tests on January 14th. Fourth, the report claims that the vaccine the vaccines saved 250,000 lives. No scientific methodology was presented that, used, that was used to calculate that figure. At the same time, we see now that the countries with the highest vaccination rate have the highest mortality rate. The report is not covering this issue. Fifth, nothing was said about the abuse by the abusive way in which the digital green certificate was used all across Europe. Sixth, the report is ignoring the fundamental rights of any human being to not be forced to be injected with a medical product, such a medical decision must have been the sole result of a free and informed consent of that patient, not a political decision of a parliament or of some bureaucrats. In conclusion, this report proves that the, the clear disconnect between the EU institutions, including the European Parliament and the European citizens. This report, this report must be heavily amended to provide answers to the questions that actually concern people of Europe not to defend and cover the biggest corruption scandal in the history of the European Union that involved Ursula von der Leyen and the European Commission. Thank you. Guys like that are coming for them, Jack. Oh, yeah. And this is why they look like chickens with their heads cut off all the time now. This is why, like, I, I was just saying, like, when even that little bit of the speech, we didn't show the whole speech, but when Trudeau made his speech about Ukraine over in Toronto, like, he, he looks baffled he he looks uh, under a ton of pressure like you were saying oh uh, yeah not panicked like slightly not like panicking but oh, like too panic yeah. on tilt yeah like yeah they're yeah. they're all thrown off they're they don't know what to do and this ursula von der Leyen, i mean her and albert borla they're just avoiding that yeah like, that's all they can do yeah <clears throat> yeah, when uh, journalists like Rebel News and other people like Project Veritas and stuff go up to Albert, Albert Borla, the guy looks guilty as sin. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, he walks, <laughs> he's just trying to get yeah, out of there. He's scared yeah. of journalists for sure. <laughs> and uh, of course, he's he's a cog in a much bigger wheel. But why wouldn't he be? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I mean, <laughs> and we you know, like, the, these are people that are doing what they're told for money. And then when they have to answer for stuff, they're not supposed to have to answer for stuff. Yeah. So anyway, tons of people are turning against the European Union as. Well, between this and the pipeline. Yeah. They've, they don't have any, they don't want to know. Yeah. I know. Everyone knows they're, they're, they're corrupt and that they're working with the United States and everyone's figuring it out that this is, a, you know, yeah, there's global coordination clearly yeah. Yeah. And, and agendas. Yeah, and, and that these reports that the EU is trying to put across as, like, uh, some final report on, on things that happen, he can tear it apart like that. Like, nobody's interested in this report. This report says nothing. These are all yeah. the things it doesn't answer. And they're, they're not a functioning, functioning parliament. Uh, they're a group of criminals covering up for each other. That's what they yeah. are. And that's exactly what he's saying. And, but then the end result of that is exactly what we see happening all the time which is that the nations that are within the EU no longer want to be in the EU. And it's only a matter of time until that will become the reality. The European Union is going to dissolve. Well, the more and more times they see this repeated, right? I mean, yeah. We saw that with the Irish MEP, calling them out about the pipeline, right? Because, yeah, they put out a, a report, or Germany did, and it doesn't answer any questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they might as well just save their breath, right? Yeah. People use it as toilet paper. So there's no point in paying for these people to even have a seat anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, the European Union, I think, is a dead institution. I think it's it, it's just walking dead right now. Uh, and the things that come out of it and the things that they say, directives that they tell people, are ludicrous. At this point, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they have all, re like, really, since the get-go, if, you if, you know, if, we're, if we're considering this whole plan. Yeah. But... No, yeah, the stuff they've been doing is just crazy. Yeah, and it boils down to stuff like um, they think they can tell each nation how much energy to consume. It's But you have a certain amount of people who need to heat their homes. So yeah. who's, uh, whose homes are getting shut off then? Yeah, what if you're sick one day and you want it turned up a little bit? Yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. So anyhow. No consideration for that. Uh, it, yeah, so <laughs> it doesn't work in practice. 
That's the simple fact of it. And here's another thing that doesn't work in practice. So these European countries that have been allowing in all kinds of crazy migrants with no background checks or anything are turning into an absolute nightmare. I wouldn't even say being allowed in. Like at this point, it's quite clear they're being brought in. Yeah. Yeah, true. (laughs) Well, this video is from Sweden where... They were allowed I mean, it's a, many, it's a mixture. It's Yeah, it's a mixture. I mean, the yeah. stuff we're seeing now in certain places, they're clearly being dropped. Yeah. But, like, you know, the open border stuff with George Soros, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, well, open borders. Yeah. So, but things that have been hap- happening in France, like, um, I, I guess re- religious attacks? Like, uh, anyway, there's, there's been a lot of Muslim migrants over to France and Sweden for many long years. You know, probably a decade now, really. And it's resulted in a ton of crime. But now everybody's eyes are on this issue because, yes, in the past year or two, call it two years, um, they've just started shipping people in to all these countries. And so everybody's noticed the crime has skyrocketed. None of their cities seem safe. Well, here in Sweden, um, one of these migrants supposedly... Um, allegedly, this is a migrant that has gone up and stabbed a 10-year-old girl and shouted Allah Akbar. So check this one out. So that's the aftermath. You could see the girl lying on the ground nearby and people trying to help her out. That's the kind of stuff that's happening. But there's also a rape epidemic going on in Ireland. Um, There's been a rape epidemic in Sweden as well. Many people are being told there's just areas of Swedish cities you don't go. And that's known to people, um, which is crazy. You know, people think of Sweden as a pretty safe place. Well, that's a thing of the past. It used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for quite a few years, actually. Even Donald Trump was talking about, like, the the rise in violent crimes related to the, them let, allowing all kinds of basically... Un- when I get and, and then you see it's because they know that and they're orchestrating this, right? That's what it yeah. can go down to. It's like, what's the outcome of these things? It's destabilizing, violent crime, all kinds of horrible stuff. Yeah. They know that. That's exactly why they're doing it. Yeah. And so here... But, pe- but people are catching on. People are they catching on. They weren't expecting on. that. Yeah. And the women of Ireland are ready to fight back. Here, Here's this. All the Irish women I'm speaking to are ready to, to fight. They're ready to fight. Yeah. They're ready to fight for their protection and they're ready to fight for their children. Well, if you really stand up for the women of the country and you're sick of seeing what you're seeing lately, this is your chance to really stand up. No excuses. See, I want what's best for the Irish people. I want to make sure that they get that the people who don't feel they've got a voice, like all these girls, are giving them a voice. So I have a list here, a list of court cases. None of these names are Irish. Saeed Amid jailed, raped two women. A Congolese man, he raped two girls. Salman Aslan, a Pakistani man, raped three Irish girls. He can sexually assault someone. Is he not, has he had his free speech taken away from him? No! There'll be no unvetted male migrants in this area. Thomas Veres Gnese jailed for rape two Romanian men jailed for raping women in Dublin. Ishmahal Akhadov raped a 14-year-old girl. Anthony Omagufi raped a sleeping woman in his taxi. There'll be no unvetted male migrants in the area of Never! It's not gonna happen! This is what they're doing here. They're gonna flood your country with criminals, rapists, and they're throwing their documentation away. There's a reason they don't want anyone to know who they are. This is the biggest problem Ireland has ever had. I suggest you listen to these people. Look at them young children. We're here for their future. Look at all these girls. A local girl, again, who's 20 years old, was sexually assaulted. Now, the police are coming out saying that they're refusing to say that it wasn't, that it wasn't a asylum seeker. 
Abdul Muhammad found guilty of sexual assault. Fishal Amani, he raped a Down syndrome girl. Fala Jimmy Awad sexually assaulted his patients. So if an asylum seeker commits a rape and you give information that lets even the public know he's a asylum seeker, people could face conviction and sentences of fine or term of imprisonment for up to 12 months or both. Watch Tommy Robinson because he speaks the truth. The main thing of what we need is real action. We all have to come together, come together and bring back the community. There is a reason why they want to shut down Tommy Robinson. Yep. Breaks your heart thinking of all those girls. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's how you know you're at war. That's for sure. If you were wondering. But uh, every once in a while, we say something and we sure get it right. We are going to play Saving Canada podcast episode 184, a clip from that. Take a look at what we're talking about. People would inevitably have to do in the future uh, because of this migrant situation. You guys can all brag if I'm wrong about this, but Dublin is now massively fighting back against all of the fighting age migrants that are just being dropped into their city. And it's, it's really an invading force. Of fighting yeah. age men, yeah. and it's causing yeah, all yeah. kinds of crime, and it's not just Dublin, but Dublin's fighting back, but right. all over England, it's it's huge news. Like this is one of the biggest topics in English news as well. So yeah. when I say the Conservative Party is tanking its own party into smithereens, I think it's this migrant issue that's doing it. So check out the Dublin protests. <laughs> So you get a sense of that. So that that's huge. The Irish are done with that kind of stuff. And everybody is over in the United Kingdom. It's such a compact place that, that it's right well, in their you face. You just watch what's... Yeah, you watch what's happening in the UK and what's been going on in France. What's been going yeah. with with the, this globalist open borders crap and bringing people over on boats. There's areas of a bunch of English cities where nobody speaks English. Like, it's gotten to that crazy level. So, whoever comes out of this, like, when the freedom movement takes over politics over in the UK, we're going to be looking at, like, mass deportations. It's going to be the only way to deal with this. So, anybody who's found yeah. will be an illegal immigrant at this point. Well, I, all of exactly. the countries are going to have to go really hardline on this. Okay. All of the countries are going to have to go hardline on this. See, you watch this show for the political analysis... Well, here we've got news out of Austria, and it's exactly what we're saying is going to happen. Austria is looking to deport 50,000 of these migrants. Check it out. Austria says it will step up the deportation of migrants by sending at least 50,000 home over the next four years. Vienna is following Sweden's lead after it announced plans to deport up to 80,000 migrants last week. Austria has also added Morocco, Algeria and Tunisia to the list of countries it considers safe to return people to. Citizens of those countries will find it more difficult to gain asylum. Wow, did we nail that? So we got Austria. You did, bro. And you Sweden. You called that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I agreed with you. Sweden. Yeah, it's like if they're, especially when we know they're dropping off, like if they're just dropping off criminals, like if they're trying to find those people actively in other countries. Probably. They're probably going to areas that have that, you know, people that are like that. I mean, just recruiting people straight from there. Who knows how they're doing it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, the problem is they're dropping them off because they know what that causes. So it's like the only solution to fix those problems, and it's serious problems, is to drop those people back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 50,000, Austria has said. 80,000, Sweden says. So, yeah. So, well, and I think I was a little more hesitant back then just because, like, it's now becoming very clear that there's some seriously bad groups and organizations and people that are coming over and that this is, you know, it's not just actual migrants. Like, they're not just going to a town and be like, who wants to go to the UK? Like, it, it's it's yeah. fight, fighting age men exclusively. And it's, and it's yeah, criminals and rapists, it seems. So. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, def I'm definitely more thinking that yeah that that's probably the inevitable thing that they're gonna have to do and we're just seeing it happening already yeah yeah less what a, a few weeks since i called that so 
Mm-hmm. Uh, things happen fast, but people are recognizing Ireland's going to do the same thing. Ireland. Yeah, well, I mean, they're to... working fast to drop off as many people as you possibly can, right? So. Yeah, they're trying to get them in as fast as possible right now, uh, but it the th- that's mo- mobilizing people harder against it. They're they're up against time limit. I say this all the time. Like the globalists know the the writing's on the wall. Everybody sees through them, so so they have to keep causing chaos just to to keep outrunning this freight train, or should I call it a semi tractor trailer of a freedom truck that's coming to hit them, right? And so they keep throwing these things in our way. The migrant issue and the deep destabilization and everything like that is part of their long term plan, and it always has been. But the, now they're just trying to finish up their plans. Like they, I mean, they had all these plans about how life was going to be in 2025, right? And none yeah. of it's coming true for them. Yeah, now it's 2030, isn't it? Yeah, they keep pushing her back. Yeah, well, no, they tried pushing it forward. So there was an agenda 2030, and then the United Nations made an agreement oh, with yeah. the WEF yeah, to yeah, try yeah. to push agenda 2030 to 2025. Yeah. And uh, so, any, anyhow, none of <laughs> it's working out say, for them. Just to say they could, they did it. Oh, we did it. <laughs> Before they get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, well, I had one job, and uh, so I had to do it now. Right? I could say I, I did it. I was the migrant moving guy. I was supposed to have eight years. This is how I had to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we just had to ship everybody all at once. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, you're going to see the same thing. They're, the Irish are going to do mass deportations. I'm telling you. And They're gonna have to. Yeah. Well, yes. if if Sweden's doing it, you can bet your ass Ireland's gonna do it. Even if you just say for the simple reason that the Irish can point at Sweden and be like, "Hey, they're doing it, and they're Sweden. They're the they're supposed to be everybody's good guy, right?" Well, yeah, but they have to they have to protect their people. Like they just a ten year old girl just got stabbed by some crazy guy, some lunatic, right? And yeah. this is the kind of stuff that's been happening in France forever. And the French people have been telling everybody worldwide about it forever. So we're making massive news. So, and then, of course, they've been pushing it and destabilizing more and more and more. But, the see, the turnaround, it's a, it's an obvious fix. Yeah. <laughs> and well, because here, see, see, the things they've been doing slowly, gradually, where people haven't been noticing. Like in France, they're just trying to quickly do now. And I think it's, yeah, it's because they're screwed. So it's like doing it quick has like a, like it causes a lot of chaos. But, like, it also, it's not nearly as effective because everyone can see it. It's like, oh, it's these guys doing this. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, when it's in France and Macron, it's <clears throat> it's gradual. Yeah, that's what they've been doing in France, the gradual way. That's what they wanted to do with everybody. Yeah. The French way. And now now it's just, like, gangbusters. So yeah. they're getting ripped apart. And you will notice also that that episode happens to be titled Waterloo School Provides Porno Books to Young Children. This is Waterloo in Ontario. And our next article, our last article, Democrat Maryland mayor arrested on 56 child pornography charges. And Yikes. Well, on the show, we've been talking about how they've been putting Mm -hmm. pedophiles in politics. Yep. Right? Because they have something over on them. And this is why all these politicians are pedophiles. Because they fixed the elections and they want to have somebody they can blackmail. So you can bet probably that if he's being arrested on 56 child pornography charges, that they had that in their back pocket. Well, that'd be my question. At the mayor, who else works around? Well, back to my question about why lawyers would be quitting. It's like, well, does the mayor have lawyers? Like, other people must certainly have known about this, possibly. Yeah. And again, we know this is just just another person, right? As as, as in, like, I'm, I'm not surprised he's a Democrat and he's a mayor. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to point out, like, uh, because we've been saying it, but you have to come across actual cases, right, to prove that what we're saying is correct. Well, we especially like to come across these things because otherwise we don't know, right? But it's clear that they are putting pedophiles in politics. They're selecting for them. Yeah. Not, that, not necessarily exclusively, but, like, there's tons of them, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just a good move for them, so they do it whenever they can. So there's two things that could be going on here in my mind. Either he didn't do something that they wanted, and they so they framed him, or he actually did. Uh, he actually was an active pedophile or whatever, 
and they're done with them. Or maybe there's pressure on them to do something, right? Like, like who, who knows exactly? Yeah. Like, maybe there's something they just couldn't overlook. Who knows? But yeah. either way, good news. Yeah. But we know they wouldn't go out. They usually don't go after somebody that they want out there. That's for sure. Um, people get away with this stuff all the time. Yeah, but... you'd be interested to know a little bit more about this, but. Yeah, yeah. See, if we could talk to him. We could ha- we could have some actual real questions <laughs> answered by this guy. Like, I'd love to hear what he has to say about the deep state after this. You know, yeah. whether he's guilty or not, there's some stuff going on that he probably could give us insight on, like how this is working. Oh, I would but, imagine. You know, like if he would spill the beans about how he actually got into politics and how he got elected and who was backing him, he's uh, he served as mayor since 2015 sat on city council for eight years before that, resigned from his post the night before he was taken into custody. Oh, here we go. According to ABC7, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children notified Prince George's County Police Department on February 17th of a social media account operating in the area that allegedly possessed and distributed child pornography since January 2023. On February 28th, after the account was traced to Wojan, this is the guy's name, Police executed a search warrant on his home in College Park. They recovered numerous cell phones, a tablet, a computer, and hard drive. Two days later, <laughs> Wojan, who keeps his pronouns in his Twitter bio, <laughs> he, yeah, <laughs> uh, you can always draw conclusions from that, was arrested and subsequently charged with 40 counts of possession of child exploit. So people went to the local cops. I was just about to say, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like good, uh, good people. Yeah. police officers that heard this had the evidence or whatever and, and pursued it and did the right thing. Yeah. And I think more and more people are doing that. I think the good people outweigh the bad. So it's just like, I don't think he, they were expecting this, but it looks like somebody served some justice. Yeah. So good for the local police there that's in College Park, Maryland. So, yeah. Well, hopefully they can get some, nail some more people from this too. Right. So so don't call the FBI. Call your local cops. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the FBI is supposed to investigate for all this stuff. And, like, they basically know if you insult somebody on the Internet. Like, in England, you get arrested for posting a meme or actually forwarding a meme in some cases. And uh, well, the FBI, not until they're like, not until it's cleared up where like offices can like operate independently from Washington, right? Because I think that's yeah. been a big problem. Because something like this, yeah, if this went to the FBI, they'd probably like it'd have to be sent in Washington to see this and be, oh no, because that guy's probably on the list. Of, yeah, like, yeah, he's that's control he... people. They're like, so then yeah, they'd be it'd be hush hush, right? Yeah, he's probably one of their guys, right? So then the FBI kills it. So that that's why you go through the local police for stuff like this. And don't let them pass it off to um, the guys at the federal level. So anyway, yeah, just uh, more confirmation, guys. It, there's a lot of pedos in politics, a lot of pedos in Hollywood. But uh, that is the news for today. The Saving Canada podcast, episode 196 in the books. I'm Bartholomew Crenshaw signing off. And I'm Jack Newsman. We'll see you on the next one, Canada.